0: This week's episode is brought to you by Dollywood and Beyond, a theme park lover's guide by Michael Fridgen. Pick up your copy wherever online books are sold. Hello and welcome to CommuniCore Weekly, the greatest online
1: show and home of the world's first pair of independently born identical twins. I'm George. And I'm Jeff. And before we do anything else, I just need to give a huge shout out to Cadet Kevin Leggett because he just did this awesome redesign on our website, CommuniCoreWeekly.com, and it looks better than it's ever looked before.
0: Well, since we only had one
1: iteration... And it was made by me, and I'm terrible at web design. <laughs> so granted, anything but, is an improvement, but I legitimately mean yes. that the website looks awesome. Um, it
0: is. It is fantastic. We have to give Kevin some shout-outs because yes. he did a great job with it and
1: uh, loved the color scheme, the way the layout and everything like that. The graphics he pulled into it looks awesome. He, he, he did an amazing awesome. job. So uh, Kevin's kids, if you're listening, give your dad a big hug for us and say, thanks, Dad. You're the best because oh, and, your dad is the best and give him 10 bucks for us too cuz we probably owe him at least that much. Yes, also give and, him $10. I mean, it's okay yeah. if you take it out of his wallet and then give it to him. Yeah, but he won't. Yeah. Just don't tell him that we told him that part was okay. Yeah, he'll have to look the other way. It'll be fine. That's fine. That's fine. Anyway, wanna get started with the show?
0: Yay! <laughs> stand, jump out, yeah.
1: We took a trip and this is our trip.
0: So I know this is going to throw the cadets for a leap, but I went on a second theme park visit. Unlike Jeff, who goes, you go during your lunch hours, right? I mean, sometimes if I get bored during lunch, I'm like, hey, Blue Bayou, why not? Yeah, go over there. Anyway, so got the chance to visit Carowinds in Charlotte, North Carolina. It's only about an hour and 15 minutes away from my house, mainly because they were doing the Taste of the Carolinas food festival. And this is something that, you know, Jeff and I have noticed a lot of places are now doing a spring festival. Food and wine type festival since the one in the fall at Epcot is so popular. I'm mostly Rakeson.
1: curious as to what the Carolinas taste like. <laughs> we got that red clay. But is it good?
0: Will, uh, uh, <laughs> Will it blend? Will it blend (laughs) with enough water? Anything (laughs) will blend, is what we say. Um, But you know, I had my season pass and took my eleven-year-old with me, so it wouldn't look too awkward being at the theme park all by myself because I've never done that before. Um, And and no, before we get into it, I did not ride Fury three twenty-five because I don't know if we talked about this, but when we went to Dollywood, my son got a nosebleed from. His high blood pressure of getting ready to get on a roller coaster. So we didn't do any roller coasters.
1: This was just to enjoy what he wanted to do and then take a look at the festival. Just for reference, all you out there, I did ask George a thousand times if he went on the ride. And the answer was no every time.
0: No, no, it did not go on. One and two will the very next time we go because Fury 325 looks incredible even though it has been stuck three times since opening don't don't tell anybody. don't tell anyone that don't tell anybody no um so anyway so uh, we 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 headed down on a sunday because we kept trying to go the weekend before and it was too rainy and cold we finally got a semi clear day had to wear jackets which was really weird but mommy didn't want us to catch colds uh so we headed down to carowinds to hit some of my son's, what we knew would be his favorite attractions, like the Scrambler and other things like that. More the flat rides that don't go up and down. And check out, as I said, the Taste of the Carolinas. Last year, I went to Carowinds in Bloom, their festival, and it was so embarrassing. And so poorly done that I was almost ashamed to report on
1: it and write about it. I remember you reporting on it. I could just hear it in your yeah. voice. You were like, uh, "It was embarrassing." They yeah, had a kind of butterfly costume? Question mark. Yes, <laughs> yes, chasing other people. That was my but, that was my takeaway from the entire trip report. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs>
0: but Cedar Fair, which owns Carowinds, Cedar Parks, Cedar Fair Parks, just spent fifty million dollars. They spent almost four million dollars redoing the entrance to Carowinds. They tore down the old southern mansion that was there. Uh, that was the uh, where the turnstiles were. And created this huge opening, uh, a welcome plaza. They added a new restaurant that is amazing. And, of course, they added the Fury 325, which was a very expensive coaster. So uh, I had a lot of high expectations from what I've seen on the PR for the Taste of the Carolinas. And basically what they've done is they, they took two different sections of the park. One section they transformed into... North Carolina regions, and the other section was transfer uh, was turned into South Carolina. I hope it was the areas. north and south of the park. <laughs> no, it wasn't. Unfortunately, it was. they were <gasps> both on the South Carolina side. I of the park. want my money back. I know. I was a little bit worried about it too. Um, but they they hired a new executive chef, and I have to look it up because I can't remember his name. Um, chef Chris. I'm going to mispronounce this. I'm assuming it's Shuta, but it's S I U T A and uh kudos chris chef chris we'll say kudos because all the food we had there was spectacular including the food in the restaurants we won't worry about that right now but so what they did is I'm flipping through my book so i get it all they had different areas that you could look at for instance in north carolina they had the Asheville mountain regions the calabash region of course for seafood outer banks mostly seafood the carolina funnel cake section which we totally missed, but that's okay. What? Yeah, I know. That would have been the first one I went to. <laughs> and there was a Lexington barbecue region, which I had to try that. that okay, was that would have been the first one I that went to. That was good, yeah. Um, but there was also a South Carolina barbecue region, and there are differences. And I would have had to blindfold
1: you and make you do a taste test. The, the North South Carolina ta- blind taste yeah, test? Yeah, yeah, so you could get it. Well, anyway. Uh, Two out of three low- high bucks prefer this taste <laughs> test.
0: There was a low country region, a Charleston region, <laughs> and in an upstate South Carolina region, which sounded really snooty to me. But I don't know why. But anyways, they had each each area had a booth, just like, it, like at Epcot's Food and Wine, and they offered four different tastes, and each taste was $4. So that was pretty reasonable. And it was, you know, uh, about a cupcake size or larger were, were, the, were the the choices that you – or the, the size of them as well. Um, just for instance, the uh, Lexington barbecue one, Jeff, beer-basted pulled pork sliders. Done. I want that right they now. They were good. Then they also had barbecue chicken sliders with Lexington dip. Uh, I stayed away from the Outer Banks and the Calabash because I do not like seafood. Understandable. <clears throat> Exactly, exactly, and secret at a theme
1: park too. No offense to Carowinds, but I don't know if I would trust that.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's true. the The Piedmont area, South Carolina, the Nice, they had Nice Nice sausage, which is a local sausage company, fig and goat cheese turnover, and it was surprisingly good. I was it it was really enjoyable. Um, we'll hit the favorites in a second here, but they also the South Carolina one a pulled pork spring roll. With Carolina mustard sauce.
1: I'm I'm on board with all this. So no, before you, you quickly yes, go yes. into the favorite stuff, just here's a question. Yes. You're saying it was four dollars at each place. Did they have like a like a taster's card thing where you could pay like they one did. flat amount and you get a little bit from each place?
0: Yeah, they, they had one where you could buy um basically you bought the card for sixteen dollars and it gave you five tastings. Okay. Of your so choice. That, of your choice. Yeah, you could just go to you could go to one and get two, you could go to another one and get one. You just you just ran it through and it gave you credit. For it. so i thought that was pretty nice the uh, the all the booths in the north carolina section were this really strange purple and the south carolina was this strange green i'm a guy and jeff is colorblind so we don't know what the colors are but there were are they state colors no no they weren't state colors not at all they just went well with the area and the the colors that they had chosen the the marketing they had done for this i thought was really well but the internal pr the signs on the booths were fantastic it's almost like a completely different experience from, well, it was a different experience from last year, but well worth it. Uh, Can't imagine that the normal Carowinds crowd understood what was going on because I was talking to some of the employees, uh, the Carowinds employees, and I was like, these people walking by are looking at you guys funny. They have no idea what you're doing, they're like, nope. (laughs)
1: Not at all. A lot of the pictures I saw that you had posted, it looked like the food booths were empty, like devoid of people, except for the people working there. And like everybody was just avoiding them. So I'm glad you were giving them something to do during the day. I was trying. I was trying. Now, granted,
0: the first shots we did early in the morning were about 11 o'clock. So the park still wasn't too crowded. It was still overcast. But, you know, this was a fantastic thing for carowinds to do to sort of expand their repertoire. I I could really see... People that live in the Charlotte or the Rock Hill area driving in on a Saturday or a Sunday evening to enjoy this with friends. After, of course, they ride the Fury. Of course. Of course, you got to do that. Um, you got to do that first because if you ride it after, <laughs> there may be a problem. <laughs> my uh, my son's two favorite desserts, and I do not want to mess these up, were the the Red Velvet In-N-Out Cupcake, which was in the South Carolina barbecue. Did region. you get that animal really style? really good. No, we did not get animal style. I'm just curious. (laughs) It's a Southern California joke for most people. But by far, the best thing we had the whole day was the pecan cinnamon bread pudding with cream cheese icing. And it was spectacular. It was really, really good. Really, really good. We enjoyed the whole day together. Um, Got to eat in some other restaurants. Got to ride a lot of rides that my son wanted to ride, which was fun. And his favorite was the Snoopy pirate boat ride. Which is really hard to explain, but it's like a tumble bug. If anybody okay. knows what a tumble bug flat ride is. But you're in a little pirate boat and it, it spins around sort of. And so you have no idea what's going on. And he had a, we had a really good time. And I'll know I'll go back and I'll ride Fury 325 many times. I'll probably call Jeff while I'm on it. That would be hilarious. So that you'll know what's going on. We can do a live trip report. But <laughs> I'm I'm way digressing. You know, the, the Carowinds, they've made some huge improvements even from last year with the uh, entrance now is spectacular because you walk through Fury 325. It goes over you and then it goes under you. So as you, you walk through the little bridge. It. You, they want you want can't you forget it. it. Yeah. They want you to know it's there. Um, there were tons of employees there throughout the day. They were so much friendlier than last year. It was great. But these changes, the, the food festival is wonderful. The other food we had in some of the other restaurants was great as well. So, I'm I'm really impressed, Carolyn. They've really stepped it up, and hopefully over the next couple of years we'll start seeing more improvements.
1: He's a, a, a knight, he's a geek, but we all like to hear him speak. So listen up to the words from his speech. Ah! It's George's book of the week.
0: Okay, so being a Disney park enthusiast Who? for so me.
1: Oh, okay. This is George's book of the week, not Jeff's book of the week. Say something sarcastic, George. I dare you. <laughs> I'll just turn <laughs> your mic off <laughs> or make me sound real full I mean, or something like that. I don't need to you do know? anything to do that. George. I know I Let's just be honest on myself.
0: Okay so <laughs> so so being that we're both Disney park enthusiasts and we've been that way for so many years has really spoiled us. But when I went to research visiting other regional parks uh, throughout the country, I was really surprised at the lack of information that I found. tell people plan vacation to non-Disney destinations. And yes, there are other
1: places besides Disney. Dollywood, nope. Knott's Berry Farm. Nope. You don't like any of those? No, I'm just kidding, I love all of them. <laughs> I'm just messing with you. I know there's some people out there who don't really understand like other theme parks relating to Disney and they kind of look down on them, but I mean, there are other theme yeah. parks out there that are pretty great.
0: Yeah, totally. Um, one of the things when I started searching for information specifically on Dollywood, um, I was blown away, so to speak, by the sights. That'll help you book a cabin in Gatlinburg. There are so many cabins in
1: Booklinburg. Booklinburg? Gatlinburg.
0: Yeah, no, Booklinburg. That's I, where I want to live.
1: I was born in Brooklynburg. <laughs> um,
0: you know, but, but there was nothing specifically to help you plan your trip to Dollywood or the Pigeon Forge area, which really surprised me. I mean, it's a major regional park, and Pigeon Forge is a huge tourist destination. Uh, I did run across a book called Dollywood and Beyond on Amazon, and it was available for free, uh, you know, free download on the Kindle Lending Library, so I grabbed a copy and started reading, and then quickly ordered a copy. The The book was published in January of 2015, so, you know, it seemed very current, current enough for me anyway, and once I started reading the book, though, it was obvious that the author. Michael Fridgen had a very deep love of Dollywood and has visited it many, 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 many times. He even mentions his first trip and how it has spawned many family vacations since then. They were actually on their way to Disney and stopped at Dollywood and said, hey, this is pretty awesome. Uh, The book is broken down into different parts, of course, that look at almost every aspect of planning and enjoying your Dollywood visit. Michael does look at the history of the park and he then dives into all the options Pretty much starting at the beginning, like, how to, uh, when to visit, you know, different times of the year. You know, we, we could book a Disney vacation or sleep, you know, when to go, not to go. Uh, you know, it talks about where to stay because of the cabins and the hotels, you know, depending on the time of year. And uh, even getting to the park itself, which to me was very helpful. There were a few hints in there about not taking the Dolly Parton Expressway, which makes sense, or the Dollywood Expressway. But, yeah, don't worry about it read the book you'll find it and he looks at every single attraction in the book describes who it's best for who's gonna like it who's not gonna like it he looks at every single show and tells you about it and every single restaurant at both parks because he does look at dollywood and dollywood's splash country the uh, book itself is incredibly detailed and very well written in his style, he's, he's so warm when he writes. It was really pleasant to read it. Now, uh, Michael does sort of take us on a day visit to Dollywood and walks us through the park section by section looking at everything. And to me, I didn't feel like he ruined anything or, you know, left out any big surprises. It made me very prepared for the visit, so I'd know what to expect. Um, he talked about what the rides were like and uh, gave us good suggestions on how to tackle the day. Like if you're into coasters or if you're more interested in the shows, he offers some great advice on the different restaurants and the foods. And he has some hints scattered uh, throughout the park on some of the great snacks. And there was no hyperbole when describing the cinnamon bread either. I'm assuming it's good. Uh, It was amazing. Every single person in our group, just like the, maybe one of the highlights of the, the trip besides getting to touch a penguin, but that's, Something we did different. Don't worry about that. (laughs) Uh, Now, the appendix of the book does have a few maps that Michael made himself, which I thought was kind of neat. And there was a really good one that showed the parking areas. And it's hard to explain the parking lot. It sort of goes around the park, and it's very long. And he gives you a good idea of where to park uh, based on your needs and what you're looking for. Uh, Michael's style, as I mentioned earlier, is very down-to-earth. And he does a great job of relaying the information. There's not a huge number of blogs and sites that help you plan a Dollywood vacation, and you know, frankly, there's not much else you need to read besides this book. Uh, it hits every aspect of a day at Dollywood and will prepare you better than a paid tour guide. Although I am available if people want to pay me to take them around the Dollywood. I'm, Is Dolly
1: Parton I'm, available as a tour guide?
0: Um, probably only certain times of the year when she's you know not doing more important things.
1: Well, you what know. else is she doing right now? Is she, she still raises, touring?
0: She raises money for her imagination library. Which oh, does she? I didn't know that. Yeah, sends books all over the country. Well, now she I feel still, terrible. Thanks a lot, George. <laughs> <laughs> she does still tour. She does do uh, some things, but a lot of her work, a lot of her uh, life now does revolve around the park. Good, she, good for her, actually. She used to have an apartment inside the park, like a certain other uh, theme park mogul had. But then she got a much nicer house that's sort of on a hill that overlooks the
1: park. Fair enough. Which is kind of everything the the light touches will one day be yours. (laughs) But yeah, um,
0: overall, it's, you know, I can't talk about the splash country section because I'm afraid of water. Um, Nobody in my family (laughs) swims at all. Trust me. And uh, but if it's half as good as what was in the Dollywood section, it's going to be worth reading before your trip. Um, It really, really helped me prepare for the trip. I can't say that enough. Glad that Michael spent the time to write it. I'm glad it's out there. And if you're even thinking about going to Dollywood, it would behoove you to order a copy of the book because I think you're going to like it. And this week's book is Dollywood and Beyond, A Theme Park Lover's Guide by Michael Fridgen. If it's a legend that you seek, come on and take a peek at the window of the week.
1: This week's window is located in Disneyland Paris, and it says, Main Street Gazette, classified department. We demonstrate the highest regard for truth in advertising. Honest. Mark Fury, Ron Cullen. Now Mark Fury was the marketing director for Disneyland, and he actually became the vice president of marketing and helped with the design and construction of Disneyland Paris. And he later moved back to California to work as the vice president of sales at Disneyland. Ron Cullen was the Advertising Director of Disneyland Paris until 1995. And now we windowed you. Now we defenestrated you. Sometimes you might see it, sometimes you don't. Hey, look, what's that? It's a five-legged goat. <laughs> now, the goat for this episode is actually about an, a real animal. Not just a hidden thing, but an, an actual hmm. animal. And one might say the mightiest animal of all. And of course, it's located in Disney's Animal Kingdom. But, let me start off this long-winded goat by telling you a story. A story set out by the Imagineers themselves. Now, once upon a time, in parts of everyone's favorite (coughs) full-day park were dying off. No vegetation would grow on Discovery Island, there was no trees, no shrubs, no flowers, nothing. It was just a barren piece of land. Then, one day, a tiny ant planted a seed
0: and made a wish. He asked for a tree to grow, a tree large enough to provide shelter for all the animals. Magically, the ant's wish came true and a tree began to grow. It kept growing until there was no room beneath its limb for all the animals, from A, ants, to Z, zebras. And as the tree continued to reach for the heavens, the images of all the animals that took shelter beneath its shade appeared on its trunk, roots, and branches. The area had changed forever. It was no longer a barren wasteland, but a place for new life that centered around this new
1: tree, the Tree of Life. Now, what does this story have to do with this week's go? Well, of course, you can see all the different images of animals that grew into the tree, like the second you walk into the park. But what about the mighty ant who initially planted that seed? Well, if you head over to, to Pizza's, uh, Pizza Safari, uh, you'll find one of the most overlooked and gorgeous trails in the entire park. And if you walk down said path, you'll come across these two benches, and behind the bench that's kind of set further back in the alcove, you'll kind of see a few small holes in the roots of the Tree of Life. If you look through these holes, all of them are pointed directly at that one animal that started it all, the ant. So it's a nice little hidden thing to look at the small creature that helped grow this gigantic tree of life.
0: Yeah, I guess calling a five-legged goat an ant would mean it was like missing a leg. Oh, yeah, poor little Ant. Now you made me feel bad again, George. Well, I know a way making you feel better. T- tell me more. <laughs> Let's talk about this week's prize winner for Ooh. the year of a million or so limited time cadets. Oh, I didn't know if we were going to go on with that. So, um. Oh, oh I'm sorry. I, was, I was trying to feel, waiting to feel better still. Well, go feel, on. Oh, well, great. As a reminder, we're doing this for all of season four, and you can send us your name, your address, of course, so you can win a prize, and your birthday for something else we're doing for your birthday. And send that to communicorweekly at gmail.com. We'll do it quickly because there's only six, seven months
1: left. <laughs> January, February, March, yeah. probably, <laughs> something like that. Obviously, we didn't take math in college. We know math good. Okay, so. <laughs> we podcast okay, but we definitely know math good. Yeah, we don't math very well. So this week's prize winner, and
0: they're getting a copy of the book that we reviewed on the show this week, Dollywood and Beyond by Michael Fridgen. This week's winner is Mackenzie M. of Cordova, Tennessee.
1: Hooray!
0: So you should be getting that book shortly. And do us a favor. Take a photo of yourself. Post on Instagram or Twitter, on our Facebook page. Show the world... How special you are, Mackenzie, because you are special.
1: Take a step further and actually go to the park and take a photo of yourself with the book in the park Ooh, because that'd be great. That's even better. I like that idea, Jeff. And and then get Dolly's autograph in the book. Yeah, and then give her my phone number. Because why? Don't ask questions. Just just go with it. Okay, great. I I, I sense another... um, don't finish your thought. Whatever you're doing, just don't yeah, finish your thought. Yeah, the
0: thing, uh, the thing where you're not allowed to get within 50 feet of somebody. Restraining order? Yes, another restraining order. Since we got the one from Kristen Bell, you know we're getting a collection of them now. Hey, man,
1: my, i got to decorate my new wall somehow. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, well, before we get into lots of real trouble with Miss Parton, we wanted to thank you guys so much for watching and listening to another
1: episode of Communicore Weekly. Please, no matter how you listen to or watch the show, leave us a comment or give us a rating there. iTunes, YouTube, wherever. Let us know what you think. Yeah, we
0: need some more nine-star ratings.
1: Heck we really yes, do. nine stars. Um, email us at CommuniCorpsWeekly at
0: gmail.com to enter the contest, the year of a million or so limited-time cadets, or just to say, what's up? What's up? What's up?
1: And of course, you can always like us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Weekly. And follow us both on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at Imagineerding. He's at Jeff Heimbuck. And, of course, give us a call on the Communicore Weekly GOAT line at 424-785-4628. Leave us a message. Just, you know, again, just say hey or whatever you want to say. It's cool. Yeah, we like that. Visit
0: CommunicoreWeekly.com, the redone and beautiful. Thank you, Mr. Leggett. CommunicoreWeekly.com. And click on the Communa store. Buy T-shirts, buy a copy of the musical. We'd love for you to buy something, even if it's just something small, like
1: 15 or 20 T-shirts. We're okay with that. Yeah, that's a, that's a small amount. I think we're fine with that. <laughs> you can always still send a self-addressed stamped envelope to Communico Weekly at P.O. Box 432, Orange, California 92856, and I will gladly send you back your official cadet membership card and some stickers. There are a few sitting on my desk because I actually don't know where the cards are right now because I just moved, <laughs> but I assure you, I will find them <laughs> and send them back as soon as possible.
0: Yes, we, we, we've got our fingers crossed. And in addition to rating us and leaving us voicemails, you can always support us on Patreon. Visit patreon.com slash weekly. We've got a few extra things for our supporters.
1: And it's May, so a new thing should have gone up Ooh. by now, by the time you hear this, hopefully. And if not, someone yell at me so I put something new up. Okay, I've got a note yell at Jeff. Well, not you, okay. you yell at me anyway. Oh, oh, gotcha. Well, okay, anyway. So for Jeff Heimbach, I'm George Taylor. And for George Taylor, I'm Jeff Heimbach. Thanks for listening, guys and gals. We'll see you next time on Communicore Weekly, the greatest online show.